The journey of faith is often filled with obstacles, trials, and struggles. And quite honestly, sometimes it just feels like we're roaming in the wilderness in this culture, in this society. We might be asking, is the Bible relevant to what is going on in our world today? On this podcast, we'll discuss the relevance of the Bible to today's current events and society. Let's welcome in Voice in the Modern Wilderness host, Greg Walden. Thank you, Pastor Jeremiah. I wish to welcome all of you to the Voice in the Modern Wilderness podcast, where our goal is to reach the lost for Christ and to spark a national revival in our land. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Voice in the Modern Wilderness. Today, we have a special guest. Joe Neal joins us from Clarksville, Tennessee. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing good. I'm in weather, but with the Lord's help, I will make it. Awesome, man. I'm, I'm, we'll be praying for you, buddy. Get to get feeling better. Um, just a little background for everybody. Um, I have known Joe for uh, quite a, quite many years now. It's almost almost uh, about 28 years or so since I met you. Wow. That many years? Yeah, it's Amazing. been a long time. I was in the uh, Army stationed in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, when I met Bill Neal. Of course, you know Joe Neal is Bill Neal's son. And, uh, we, I can't, I can't remember when, do, where do we meet at? I can't, it's been such a long time. I can't remember where I met you at. Uh, I forgot the names, but, uh, you know, uh, me, my dad, my sister, my mom. Um, I, I'm not sure if you know, Steve, I'm not sure, but you know, me, my mom, my dad, and my sister. Yeah. Um, I know, uh, I think you were about, what, four, 13 or 14 or something like that when, when I met you? I'm not sure. Yeah. That's a long time. You're pretty young. Because I, I remember my uh, homecoming video when I came back from Saudi Arabia in Desert Storm. Uh, you and Bill showed up to welcome me back when I got off the plane. And I think you were about 14 at the time. Okay. Um, I mean, of course, I may be wrong off a, a year or so, but I think that's... What, how old you were about the, at the time. But anyways, I, I've known uh, Joe for uh, quite some time now. Uh, I've been real great friends with Joe, and I've been real great friends with, with uh, Bill and his dad, and uh, real good friends with his mom. And, and um, it's, you know, the Neal family was a, is a very awesome family. Uh, they, were, they were so uh, friendly to me, welcoming to me. They've, they've been through, it, through with me. They've been with me through the thick and thin and the hard times and the good times. Uh, and I, I'm very blessed that they've been in my life for, for such a long time and uh, continue to be in my life. I, I'm very blessed because of you guys. Um, so that being said, uh, Joe, give us a little background about yourself. Well, I am, what, 43? Wow. So I was raised in a Christian home, uh, and uh, we went to Shorts a lot. Um so I used to uh, preach um, at stuffed animals and lay hands on them and pray for them. And, and uh, so, so without the Lord, you know, I would be uh, at a bad place because I need him every day, every minute, every hour, every second because... Um, I have come a long ways because uh, I can walk on computers, format them, and put everything back and 
play pool, swim, and and uh, exercise, and you know, work on computers, put in hard drives, and CD ROMs, and video cards, and and things like that. Um, all things are possible with God. Yes, and, they are. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And that no weapon that is formed against us shall possible. And whatsoever we ask in his name, it shall be done. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen, brother. Man, you can preach it. You can go, you can preach to my audience, man. You're doing a good job, buddy. Um, you brought up the uh, interesting point that you used to preach and lay hands on stuffed animals when you were as a kid, right? Yes. Now, now some people might think, Oh my gosh, what's that? But think about it. It's, it's, maybe it's a sign that God has, it's, it's, it's a thing that God has is preparing you for. I mean, as a kid, you know, you obviously, you know, you, you're not going to understand things like you would as an adult, as a mature believer, but things like preaching to a stuffed animal, laying hands on them, you're actually practicing the ministry yes. that God has for you. Cause so he, he was developing you. Yes. Yeah. So he's, he's developing you to do greater and bigger things through, through even, you know, doing that through a stuffed animal. And most people that don't understand God will think that's silly. I mean, I mean, he's like, you're, but, but, you know, being a mature believer, you now, you know, like God was using that to prepare you for something bigger and greater. It was kind of like practice, like, you know, pretty much spiritual practice. You were getting spiritual practice. And so God, you know, God's taking you to bigger and greater things. So it's, it's amazing to hear that, 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 you know, you, that God has inspired such a, a desire in you to do that, to do that ministry. So that's, that's a really amazing. And, and, uh, and I'm, and I pray that God will, will flourish that in you and, and do greater and mightier things through you. Yes. Cause I'm ordained minister through uh, faith walk uh, ministries and Connie Malone. So I know who in person I met her seven times, her and her husband, because we met on Peril Talk. We used to run a ministry together, and um, we spent a lot of times up late and late, all the way in the morning, late, ministering, praying with people, you know, even counseling with people. And that was the start, because I really believe that I will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In his Amen. name, it's not what I do, it's his name to the glory of God the Father. Because the Bible says that we should anoint them who are sick. You know, those who are fallen, we got to pack them up, we got to restore them fully, not beat them down and hold them down, but love them with the love of Christ. Because without the Lord, where would we be? Without his mercy, without his grace. Where would we be today? Because we all have our past. It's a working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. It's a day-by-day thing. Because we are fallen. No one is perfect. If a person thinks they are perfect, they are liar. Yep. Amen, brother. We, we all have, we all, uh, we all are fallen uh, sinners saved by grace. And just thank the Lord that His grace and mercy uh, shines on us every day. That the love of God for us—I mean, if people would fathom how much God really loves them—I mean, I don't think a lot of people don't realize how much God loves them. 
I mean, they, they see God as uh, far off, but they don't realize how, how close he is to us. And I mean, I'm still, my, I still, my, my mind is always still blown how immense and awesome that God loves me. And, and there's times I, I, I struggle with that. You know, I, I, I struggle with how much God really, really loves me. I mean, I know God loves me, but I, sometimes I struggle with how much he loves me, you know? Because we can be our worst enemy. We can keep ourselves down with condemnation, you know, putting ourselves in condemnation. And that's the devil, because the devil will always bring up your past. But you are forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ, because it is his redemption. It is his blood that saves us. It's not our own righteousness that we are saved. It's through the blood of Jesus Christ that makes us pure, that makes us holy. Amen. Amen, brother. You I mean you you're really nailing some huge nails on the head, man. You're I mean, I'm I'm just sitting here being inspired just by listening to you, man. You've doing you I mean, it just man, you just fired up, Joey. I'm that makes me happy to see how Woo! fired up you are. Man, you just, I'm telling you, I'm just gonna give you the mic, buddy. Here, take the Woo! mic. Take the mic, preacher, brother. Because it <laughs> we people need the Lord. They need to be loved with the love of Christ because people needs hope. God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us. He's willing to just, hey, come to me, come to me. Those who are weary and heavy landing, those who are sick, those who are depressed, the love of Christ. Because so many people think, well, I have to become perfect. I have to get my life straight before coming to the Lord. No, you won't. Come just as you are. And the Lord will change you. And the Holy Spirit will transform your life. It's become, when we read the Word of God, we are transformed. We apply it. It's a daily thing, working our own salvation with fear and trembling. With fear and trembling. Amen, brother. Amen. So, uh, when when now? When did you get saved? When I was a teenager. Teenager. Uh, now, what what was your main influences that helped you make the decision to follow Jesus? It was um, what was that? Source it used to be in Clarksville, but they changed the name. It used to be. In the spawn building. As uh, a Clarksville Christian Center or a New yep, Life Church? Or? That's it. That's it. Clarksville Christian Center. Clarksville. Used to be a youth pastor. And he is the one that just was a great um, pastor. You know, um, caring, loving, just, I mean, he, and plus there was another person um that he used to take me to, um, you know, to services and, you know, youth. Uh, and, and that really influenced my life. And um, I know his family. I know his two boys. I know knew his wife that passed away several years ago. And uh, he really made a big influence in my life. And I have been through, I mean, been to a lot of sources. I'm a Pentecostal, and I'm proud of it. Amen, brother. Um, I know, and it's amazing that, you know, you, you said that, you know, you got saved because of a person in the church 
who cared enough about about you to share to to basically love share God's love with you, share the word of God with you, and you you responded to that, and yes. and now now you're serving Jesus because of one person's obedience to the call of God on his life to share with other people, and it kind of kind of segues into uh, to. Uh, church last night and even during the church service yesterday morning pastor at my church was talking about you know how important the bible is the word of god is he goes he goes you know the main three things are is to read the word live the word and share the word i say you know the the, the, he he became a christian because someone told him what the word said about him what the word said about god loving him all the things that god you know the word said that god had a plan for his life the things that the word said that God says, the word, the word, the Bible is the word of God. And the Bible tells us what God thinks about us, what God plans for us, the plan of salvation, all the awesome things that God wants for us is in the word of God. And how important reading that word is. And a lot of us don't read the word like we should. Now, I, I'm be honest with you. I, I, I'm starting to, I, I've been struggling with that myself. I, I, yep. I'm not a big reader. I'm the same boat. And so yep. I, and I'm, I'm asking God, God, give me a desire to work, to, to read that, to read the word. Cause, cause we need that word in our life. Yes, cause if do. you don't have the word in your life, you're going to, you're going to burn on. out. You're going to, you're going to go cold. You're mm-hmm. going to be like that little, that little ember. Instead of being in the fire pit, you're going to be out on the side and you're going to go cold and it's going to get your, you're, it's going to go out. Amen. And so the Bible says we got to keep that word in our heart so we won't sin against God. So got to get in that word. And you know, whatever version of the Bible you, you like to read, some people like the King James, some people like the New International Version, whatever the message version, whatever, whatever version of the word makes you get you in, in reading, that's what you need to do. I picked up uh, the, the story. Have you ever heard of the story, the story uh, version of the Bible? It's it's written like a story. It's mm. it's it's really interesting reading. I wow. can't remember who uh it was a joint effort. Uh, I can't remember who, which evangelist or preacher or whatever did it, but they basically took the Bible and basically put it into a story form. Hmm. And so awesome. I, I, yeah, I picked this up about a couple of weeks ago at the Carmen, right around the time of the Carmen concert. And I'm, I'm, I can't, it's like, I've been reading it, reading it, reading it. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it, it's not like, it's not in chapter and verse form like the Bible is. It's just basically, you know, one chapter is, you know, it'll go over the, the different periods of the Bible, like, okay, the creation story is one chapter. Then it'll go into the, you know, next story up to the end, to the end of the Bible. So I've already read through seven chapters of it already. And it's like, I can, I can actually read this and, and not get, you know, like when I re- read the regular Bible, which I need mm-hmm. to do, but my mind tends to wander. I so, do the same thing. Yeah. After about two or three pages, my mind starts wandering. I'm like, oh, get back. You don't stay on target, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, but I, I can read the message, the story version. And it's like, it's, 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 it's such a, it's flows such a way that it actually keeps my, my interest better. Wow. And you know, that, that's kind of, I was kind of, when I did get this done, then I'm going to start reading the message version of the Bible. Cause once I, you know, that way I get the kind of, the story is real good. It gives you kind of an overview as a story form, but it gives you an overview but it said, I don't, I mean, I think you should, st- it doesn't, it doesn't replace the regular, you know, going into a regular, you know, chapter and verse Bible. Of course, you know, the original Bible wasn't written in chapters and verses anyways. 
So, I mean, if you take the, if you find the original manuscript of God's word, it's not in chapter and verse form. There's no chapter oh, okay. 10 and verses three. It wasn't, it wasn't written like that. It wasn't written like that, but later mm. on it was, it was it basically put in chapter and verse form kind of, so make it easier for people to find different se- segments. Oh, of, okay. Uh, you know, that's why it's in chapter and verse form. So I can oh. say, well, chapter 10 verse three says this, it's easier to say that. And then, well, on page 500, paragraph you know so so it, that's the reason why you have the chapters and verses is help it okay. kind of helps you find segments that you you know your references a lot easier but the original manuscript it was just there was no chapters and verses and stuff so but anyways it's very important to get the word in our heart and, and I, that that story you know i i want that's not what i want in my life i want to get that word better in my life and better in my heart and and then, then that's that's how you're going to grow, you know. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, so, and you know, also a a mission of this of my podcast series is national revival, and in our in our land, and to wake the church up. We want a revival in the church in in our, in our land, and to reach the lost for Christ. So. From your perspective, you know, you've been, you're right, almost, you said you're almost 43 years old. I'm 43 now. Oh, 43 now. Okay. Uh, so you've been around, you've been around long enough to notice what's going on in our society and what's, you know, happened in the last 20 or so years. Yeah. So what do you see as the biggest problem in our society right now? Uh, haunts of Tony Black, evil. Uh, abortions is kind of out of control. Killings, well, you know, is it just outrageous. And what the Bible says that would happen is happening now. Is the end times, and and um, it's sad. Yeah, it's. It, I believe we are in the end times. But I also believe that, you know, even though all this mess is going on, that God is going to pour out his spirit in all flesh, like he said he was going to do. And that the the fields are ripe for harvest. And and the my my in my opinion, the church needs a revival just to get because you almost a lot of churches you go to, you'll see a lot of empty seats. There's no yeah. there's no nobody going to it's like people are, you know, like a pastor talking about last night about you know people saying they're done with church for what, yep. whatever reason or another they they said they're done with church so what's going on with the church that's making people say they're done with church uh, that's, because that's, yeah well it's because of people's getting hold within the shores itself because of poor leadership plain and simple uh we got a lot of uh pastors that is compromising the word of god because they are feeling pressure from the world, because we're supposed to be influenced in the world, and they're just compromising. And um, so, yeah, sources is not—I mean, source is not like it used to be, a long time ago, and that changed. Not every source is um, perfect, but we need sources that is on fire for Christ, that is winning souls. And not focused on just money, but winning souls and helping those who, who needs, you know, food and water and clothing and and things like that, you know, 
right. not not to become a bass and say, look at me, look at what we do. No, wrong. You got to get back, do what the Bible says, you know, because um, no pastor is perfect, you know, either. And when the, when a pastor admits, hey, I've struggled myself, and that's being humble. Well, we all need each other. I mean, pastors, the congregation, the whole church, we're there for each other. We all need each yeah. other, you know. Yes. I mean, and we're supposed to be one body, one voice. We're supposed to be in, you know, operating in unity, united for Christ. Um, we know that, you know, there's a lot of things in the world that, that lure, lure, lure people away for whatever reason or another. And I think, like, one of the, one of it is that, that the people don't know God's word. I mean, if you don't know God's word, you're you're opening yourself up to be deceived by the devil because you don't know God's word. You don't know the truth. God's word is truth. And if you don't know the truth, you're going to end up believing a lie. That's what John Hagee says. When you, when, and some people even reject it. I mean, there's the people that actually reject the Bible. And he says, yep. when, you reject the, when you reject the truth, the only thing left to believe is a lie. But also, God says, my people perish. For lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge. So not knowing the word, you're setting yourself up to perish because you're, you, you'll, you'll be deceived because you don't, you know, because the devil is not going to come and say, hey, man, I'm, I'm the devil. I'm here to drag you to hell. Here's my, here's my spiel. He's not going to come up and tell you that. Mm. He's going to tell you something that, that, that sounds legit. It's going to sound legit on the surface. Mm. And, it, and it's, it's like, wow, you know, and then, but, it, but it's, 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 a, it's a farce. It's, it's a lie. But he's going to sugarcoat it to where it sounds legit on the surface. But, but of course, once you dig down to it, it's not legit at all. It just, but on the surface, it sounds that way. It, it appeals, it appeals to your flesh. It, it appeals to your human understanding. And then people get lured away by that because they don't know God's word, what God's word says about it. Okay. Like a lot of, I mean, I've seen, I, I've seen people who I went to church with who are supporting homosexuality right now. Oh my they they support homosexuality right now. Why? Because they don't know what the Bible says about it. They 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 don't know what the Bible says about it. The Bible says, you know, it's abomination for a man to to lay down with a man as he does it with a woman. That's I mean, right. what what you know, and, and a five year old can understand what that means. Mm-hmm. So that's what the Bible says. It's an abomination to God. God considers it sin. Mm-hmm. But people don't know that, and they get they get the devil says, well, that that's love. Why should you? De- yes, that's love. Why should you deny that that you know, those two same-sex people that to, to, to enjoy the same love that you have for your wife? And then the people because they don't know the word of God, and they're in, in they're in they're entwined in the world, they're gonna believe. They're gonna say, "Oh yeah, you know why shouldn't they?" And then they're gonna support it, and they're gonna so they don't know the word of God, so they're gonna per- they, they that that they they perish for that for that lack of for that lack of knowledge. So it, that's why it's really important to be in the Word of God and know that Word of God in your heart. So when the devil tries to toss a, a, one of his little lies at you, you recognize it as such. No, the Word of God says this, get thee behind me, devil. You're a liar. Mm. So so anyways, also, uh, you, know, you know, what you went through, you know, I know... Uh, a lot of us in our life are, are, are transformed by circumstances that that we go through, and and I know you've you've had some you know good times and you've had some uh, tragedies yeah. in your life, 
Yeah, you know, how has God brought you through those those uh, situations? Well, seeing my mom passed away is always going to be with me. Yeah, because, that's always because it 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 was hard to wash. It was hard to be in that womb when she had two heart attacks and she was bleeding and and it changed. It changed me. I believe I've grown up, um, you know, within a year. I made a lot of accomplishments, you know, last year. A lot of things I've done, and I'm proud of it. Um, I, I am, and I believe that's the Lord helping me because it's very important to be active and to be busy. Not so busy that you can neglect God, but to keep the mind off of the negativity, right. the things that bring you down because influences can affect you, whether it's good or bad. Right. You, you know, and to be one of people that is positive and, and look out for you and build you up and be there through thinking thin and through the hard times and the good times. Right. Um, and to have person that really loves you and then just it means a lot right and your mom meant a lot to me i mean i i i've known her for so many so many years and she was a very special woman and just a really godly woman and you know just the 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 impact the, the impact she made on my life is is i mean i can't words can't even describe the impact that that your mom made on my life your dad made on my life you made on my life and and and, and I, right now I know she's walking with Jesus right now and in the, in the on the streets of glory, and uh, and uh, and we all have that confidence because we we believe in Jesus just like she does that that one day we'll be reunited. So you you know you'll get to see her again. I'll get to see her again. Your dad will get to see her again. So we have that hope in Jesus that we'll get to see all those loved ones that that gone on before us that knew Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, That's right. And, yep. And I mean, I'm glad that God's gotten you through this. I know I, I said, I, I, you know, I, you know, I still have both my parents, my mom and dad with me. So I mean, I can't fully understand what you've went through because I never, I, mean, I never lost my parents yet. I mean, I know Lord, you know, I don't want to see it, but I know if the Lord tarries long enough and I, I live long enough that I, I will eventually, you know, go through that situation myself. I don't look forward to that day. I mean, I don't want to go through that day, you know, nobody does. And, it's I, I can't fully you know again I can't fully comprehend what you went through in that situation and then my heart go my heart went out my heart still goes out to you and Bill on this and you know I'm, I'm glad that you know I'm, I'm, I'm you know I take comfort that God has really gotten you through this and you got he's he's helped your dad get through this and this you is, know it's a process it's not one I was, I'm never gonna get over it but it's is a grassly thing. Right. That if I just stayed at home, it's going to make me bad. It's going to put me in the dark place. So I have to be get out and go to YMCA or shoot pool and be around. I made some good, very good friends that I joke around with and had fun. And I meet people at the YMCA. I don't even know. I just talk to them, talking to them and you know, and working out, doing exercise, it's a stress relief big time. Oh, yeah. 
And, you know, like is, you know, my, you know, word of encouragement is that I know, I know, I believe that, you know, that your mom's looking down on you and she's smiling and being real proud of you. And just, you know, I would just encourage you to keep following Jesus and keep, keep your love for God on fire. You know, open your heart up to whatever God leads you to do ministries that God opens the door for you and just, you know, live your life to make her proud. Live her, live, live her, live your life to keep, you know, from now on to make her, that, that way she would be proud of you. Man. Yeah. And that, that's, you know, that would be my word of encouragement for you. Man. Um, so man, it's, 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 I mean, yeah, it's, it's amazing to see what this guy is going to do in your life, Joe. I mean, I look forward to seeing it. Me so, too. Seeing the, seeing the, how God's going to move in your life, man. Well, the, man, the things you're going to be able to do through Jesus. I would say this, um, stay tuned because a Winnie feel some great opportunities is about to happen. Amen. And we'll take full advantage of it. I'm t- ministry wise. And I'm blessed to have somebody that came in my life. That means a war to me and, I will make that announcement when I feel when things, you know, get lined up. And so I will introduce someone that is a faithful person to me. And she's going to, well, yeah, it's a woman. She's going to, she's a praying woman. She told me that her goes to you know, make me happy and keep me happy. And I feel the same way about her. And we just, we click. There's unity, you know. And I'm amazed of what God is doing. And now, it's awesome. Yeah. Now I'll be definitely keep praying for you guys on that one. And I pray that God will work out however it needs to work out, man. And we're praying. And I'm, I'm believing for blessings for you. And, and uh, just again, like I said, I look forward to seeing what God's going to do in your life and the ministries He's going to to uh, undertake with you. Um, is there any last words you want to share with with the audience before we uh, conclude the uh, interview? I would say this: This is a time for prayer and unity between brothers and sisters because the fighting of debates. It needs to end because people is dying left and right. Kids, adults, teenagers are dying without knowing Christ. Amen, brother. I was and, thinking I was thinking that last night, man. And, that Go ahead, sorry. And they all spend eternity in hell in the lake of foul. And yeah, the Go ahead. All right. I'm sorry. And they all, you know, is no second chance at all. And sad. Kobe Bryant passed away just like that. And others, um, a well-known basketball player for the Los Angeles Lakers, retired uh, with his um, daughter. And it's sad. And a lot of people are sad about that. And it's just the twinkling of an eye. People's lives are over. Right. 
Yeah, I, I was I was really shocked yesterday. Uh, in fact, I first saw it on Facebook. I thought it was a hoax because you know you see all these hoaxes on celebrities yeah. on Facebook. I thought it was a hoax. Then I kept scrolling down. Like, oh, so I went to uh, the Fox News or or I went to Drudge Report, and yeah, it was there. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it's. I mean, it was just like, you know, it's like totally in a, you know hit like off a of left field. You didn't expect yeah. something like that to happen, but it just goes to remind us that you know there's no guarantee of tomorrow for anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, Kobe Bryant was famous. He was a superstar. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and it's just real tragic. You know, not only him, his daughter died in the crash and seven other people died in that crash too. It was, it's a tragedy, but, but think about it. None of us are guaranteed another day on this earth. Nobody. I don't care how, if you're the biggest, right. if you're the highest king or president or whatever to the lowest beggar in, in an alley, nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Yes. So if you're wondering when you need to get right with Jesus, the Bible says it's today. Now, today right is now, the day yeah, right for now. salvation. Right. And so you're not, you know, you can say, well, I'll wait till tomorrow. You might not be here tomorrow. You could be in hell tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> because you decided not to do it today. I mean, it's, I mean, it, and then last night at church, you know, we, we was all praying at the altar. I mean, the whole church is up there at the altar. We're praying. And, you know, uh, Brother Kelly was given a word. And I was thinking last night, you know, the, I was thinking, families how you know lost people in our families i mean i I, th- I think our families should be pretty much our one of our first mission fields because mm-hmm. every one of us every one of us has lost family members every one of us yeah. i don't know a family that does not have a lost family member in it some mm-hmm. of them have more lost family members than others but think about it you know you, you the people that you love the most your family you got people right there in your immediate family area that are on the way to hell and the question is, do you love them enough to share the gospel with them? Or are you just going to be quiet and let, and let them slip into hell? They, I mean, it's a hard pill to swallow. I'm, I'm, I'm having to swallow the same pill I'm telling everybody about. Because I've, I've got lost family members. When is the last time I, I ever told them about Jesus? Mm. I mean, when, when is the last time I ever talked to them, you know, had a serious talk to them about Jesus? I mean, my own, you know, I love my dad. But my dad, every time I try to talk to him about Jesus, he says, be quiet or changes the mm. subject. So oh, I'm nice. like, you know, how do I talk to dad about, about Jesus? You know, he doesn't want to listen about it. He doesn't, I mean, I mean, I, I can't force him to, to listen to me about it. Well, I've, I've talked to him several times. I mean, we talked about the subject with the rapture. And I said, well, I'll talk about the rapture. And he's like, well, you can believe in the rapture all you want to, blah, 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 blah. I was like, the rapture is very important because if, well, how you feel about the rapture is going to pretty much determine whether you're going in it or not. <laughs> I That's mean, right. it's very important to make the rapture. Very important. Because yeah. if you don't make the rapture, you're then it's going to be real bad. Yeah, you, People you think thinks time's on bad now, just wait to the tribulation. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be, you don't want to be in the tribulation. In fact, if you go to one of my episodes of my podcast, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to pimp it, but I did an episode about the great tribulation and you know, the chances of people surviving those seven years are about 16 to 20% at the most. I mean, one, one, nine, I'd say about nine, about eight or nine out of 10 people who go into the tribulation will not survive the seven years. That's how bad the tribulation is. And that's just counting what the Bible gives numbers on. Not, not, not on the other judgments that there is no numbers that the Bible gives. I mean, it's, it's an, it's a horrible period of time. 
I mean, they don't understand. And the Bible says it's such such a hard time that's never been on the earth and never shall be again. I mean, you think of all the bad things that happened on earth before. That's that's that pales in comparison to how the tribulation is going to be. That, that's 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 a that's that's romper room compared to what the tribulation is going to be. Mm. And that's how important the rapture is. That's how and, and, and even talking about the rapture, I was like. We can talk about the rapture, but the most important thing is you need to make a decision to serve Jesus Christ now, now because you might not be alive when the rapture happens. That's right. So does it? So if if you die without Christ now, does it matter if the rapture happens three days from now or you know hundred years from now? Does it matter? If you die without Christ now, you're you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. So the bigger the biggest thing we need is like you need to be saved today. Yep. Not not say well when's the rapture coming? No, when do you when are you gonna get saved? That's that's the real big question. Today is a day of salvation. You know, and 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 we and that and the stir the the church that's that's one thing I believe the church needs to really grasp. And I think that's the reason why we have a lot of empty pews, a lot of people saying, Well, I'm done with church. It's because the church doesn't grasp, fully grasp the love of God for pe- for themselves and for other people around them. They don't see other people as God sees them. They get busy with their own cliques, their own lives. They're, 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 they're in their own little worlds. They're not loving. They're, they're not loving as God says to love. And so they can't share what, what they're not having. So in when, when the love of God operates in your, in your heart the way it's supposed to, it's going to spill out. It's, it, it can't help itself. It's going to spill out. And that, that spilling out is you telling everybody else about how awesome this love that God has is because you can't keep it in. So I think the key to revival is the church developing a love for other people as God would ha- as God loves other people. Getting that godly love in their heart and, ha- that, and letting it fully operate in their heart and it spills out. I think that's the key to revival is getting that that love and desire to read the word, live the word, and share the word. Amen. Awesome, brother. Anyways, I've got to, I think we've, we've not, we've, we've, we've cut this, uh, oh, I'm starting to set her again. I'm starting to set her. <laughs> bleep, 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 bleep. Uh, no, anyways. Yeah, we're that's pushing. all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> bleep, bleep, that's all, folks. But anyways, uh, I will, I will uh, end the interview by saying go Chiefs. <laughs> no, go 49ers. <laughs> Come on, man. You know well, you're not going to give me the likes you did at the pre court before. <laughs> Come on. You know you want to be part of the Red Kingdom. <laughs> oh. Just like Joe Montana uh, went from the 49ers to the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, his team's mm-hmm. going to win either way, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> well, yeah, Montana goes, I can root for both teams. He's like, I was a chief and a 49 so my team's going to yeah. win either way. Might as well. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's got, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl, and um, I, you know, I know you're rooting for the 49ers. I'm rooting for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. man. But in the well, end, in the end, it's just a game, man. Yeah, just a game. It is. Yeah. You know, life is going to be the way it is on Sunday morning, and life's going to be the way it is on Monday morning. So, man, one of us will be happy that our team won. One of us will be like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but. Hey man, I've been praying for almost twenty five years for a Chiefs Super Bowl win. That's a long and time. I, I know it's I know it's it's pill, tilly winks to the kingdom of God, but I would I just one little guilty 
guilty pleasure I would like to see is the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Oh, I mean, that's one thing I would love to see. And maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. I don't know. In the end, though, I'm still still love Jesus. I'm still going to be serving Jesus regardless if the 49ers win or not, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, man, you know you can't enter this interview, but at least the Chiefs 49ers uh, thing I going. I know it. It's a rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hopefully the 49ers won't crap on the field. <laughs> oh, the Chiefs will. <laughs> All right, man. All right, buddy. Well, anyways, uh, I want to thank Joe for hopping on the um, on the podcast. It's, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast, my friend. And again, I'm wishing that God will do uh, praying for you, and God will do awesome things in your life, and see how awesome your ministry will be, and just see great things coming out of you, man. Amen. So I want to thank you for being on the show, and I wish everybody a blessed day, and. And uh, God bless. God bless you too. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Voice in the Modern Wilderness. The goal of this podcast is to reach the lost for Jesus Christ and spark a national revival in our nation. I pray that the message of these podcasts reaches your heart, and if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can be saved today, right now. Jesus Christ stands at the door of your heart and asks you to open the door to Him. He desires to save you today and right now. You don't have to do 100 Hail Marys or worry that your life is too dirty for Him to welcome you. You come as you are, dirty and wretched, just like all of us who are saved came to Him at one point in our lives. All it takes is for you to surrender your life to Him right now. Jesus will do the cleaning. All you need to do is come to Him in humility and repentance for your sins and ask Him to forgive you of your sins right now and He will forgive you of all your sins. He will start a new work in you. He will make you a new creation and your life will never be the same again. He offers you freedom you have never experienced and joy that you cannot explain. If God's Spirit is convicting you now that the message of the gospel is true, do not ignore it. Open your heart to Jesus now and allow Him to do a new work in you and set you free from sin, death, and hell. If you want to get saved today, please pray along with me right now. Father God, I am convinced the message of the gospel is true And I believe that your only Son, Jesus Christ, came down to earth through the virgin birth, lived a sinless life, and went to the cross of Calvary to lay down his life for my sins, and rose again on the third day as evidence of him being the King of kings and Lord of lords, and because he rose again through him, so shall I rise again. Because he conquered the grave, so shall I conquer the grave. I believe Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of the Father and is preparing a place for me in heaven, and I want to repent of my sins right now. I turn away from the sinful lifestyle I have been living and ask you to forgive my sins, and I make you Lord of my life right now. I will read your word and do what you say in your word from this point forward. 
I surrender my will to your will, Lord Jesus, and one day you are coming again for all those who have believed and put their trust in you so that we may be where you are. I come to you in faith believing and thank you for sacrificing yourself for my sins and receive salvation that you have paid for and offer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me now and making me a new creation. I thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit and I wish to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit so that I may overcome sin as you have overcome the world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have believed and prayed that prayer in faith believing, I wish to rejoice with you and be assured that your life will never be the same again. The Bible says that the angels rejoice in heaven when one lost soul comes to salvation in Christ. And right now there is a party going on in heaven just because you have come home to Jesus. You have escaped the judgment of hell that would have fallen on you had you not received this wonderful salvation. I also encourage you to find a local Bible-believing church and talk to the pastor, the deacons, the elders of the church to let them know, hey, I just got saved and give me direction where I should go, help you find a ministry, and fulfill the Great Commission to reach all the lost for Jesus Christ in the world. I wish to thank all of you for listening to my podcast and encourage you to let others know of my podcast series. I am praying that this podcast series will grow and reach more people and would appreciate your help in accomplishing this. I wish all of you God bless and look forward to bringing you more content, so please stay tuned for more podcasts from Voice in the Modern Wilderness. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.